right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday night. It is 5.30, and we are here on Studio W, The Buzz. Groove Talk Radio is now live. We have Jamal Hawkins, Tier Van Meter, and Robert Dalen Brown ready to discuss views of the world from a black man's perspective. And tonight's topic, we are talking about the role of men in the household. We're looking at the ways to build effective relationships in 2016-2017. And I'm going to let Jamal Hawkins kick it off. Go ahead, Jamal. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, um, as Rob said, we are going to discuss the role of men in the household. This is a very important topic. This is something that any and everybody should be able to relate to, whether you have a father, a stepfather, or some grandfather, some male figure that played a role in your life. You should be able to relate to this topic. So we're going to kick things off. What is our role as men in the household? Rob, you want to start with it? Um. You know what? I like that question because it actually does not get asked very much. Um, and I think it's a very specific answer. At least for me, it's a specific answer. Um, men have three roles in the household. To protect, to provide, and preside. Simple as that. To protect, provide, and preside. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that people say men could do that women could also do but men are uniquely qualified to protect in ways that women can't you mm. know men are uniquely qualified to provide and preside in a way that mothers and wives and women cannot do not saying that it's not possible mm -hmm. but they're uniquely qualified to do so you know protect provide preside and what i mean by preside Preside has to do with leadership, servant leadership. It doesn't have to do with telling people what to do. It means sacrificing in order to take the burden and responsibility of leadership. You know what I mean? That's very different than being in charge. You get what I mean? I'm glad that you uh, said that uh, it's not that a woman cannot provide. It's just that a man is uniquely qualified. I think you were about to get a bunch of feminists calling in and... Um complaining about that statement um but uh you're right i was taught um i was taught uh that same thing uh growing up uh but they just said you know provide protect and maintain uh, uh the, the black man is supposed to be the provider protector maintainer of his family that's it's just very important uh to be honest with you uh the, the the reason why this topic is so important is because i believe bill cosby had it right uh, a lot of people got mad at Bill Cosby back in the days when he wrote that book and he started criticizing black people for their own behavior. But what Bill Cosby said in that book, if anybody ever read it, is that 90% of the problems in the black community could all be solved by good parenting if we were just to change the way that we parent. And if you think about it, I mean, the AIDS epidemic could be could be solved with good parenting um your uh what was it economics, economics could be econ economics could be solved with good parenting the violence in the community could be solved with good parenting um I, I, i'll just be honest with you I, I i personally feel like my generation those older than me 
uh, and probably this Generation X right now, it, it's already too late for them. I, I, I think we've already got a uh, – we've already, like we talked about last week, we've already been trained wrong. And um, – as uh as 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 trying to get things right for the future the first thing we got to get right is the uh parenting because if we can get our parenting correct we can change the future you know what I, i'm not necessarily i don't necessarily believe that we've been trained wrong because we got three intelligent black men sitting in this room right now who were trained pretty pretty well because we wouldn't be here if we were trained wrong you know what i mean i think we do have a lot of things that are going wrong, but we have more going right than you think. We act, we do have a lot going right. We, For the first time in decades, teen pregnancy is down nationwide. For the first time in decades, we have actually fewer murders than, than the media would have us to believe. You know what I mean? We have things going right a lot more often than we have things going wrong. The problem is things going wrong gets a lot of the attention. You get what I'm saying? I agree with that. Um, now, as men, we we wear many hats in the household. Many hats. Uh, same as with women. They wear many hats, too. Um, when it comes to men, uh, Rob, I'm going to throw this off you first. Husbands is one of the roles that men have in households. Um, what are some of the challenges... Um, of being a husband in a household, <laughs> being married to a wife. <laughs> um, part part of the challenge of being a husband or a wife is just being married to someone. You know, being married means that you are committing yourself uh, to one person for a lifetime, living with all of their idiosyncrasies. You know, the way they brush their teeth, the way they eat their food the way they leave their socks on the floor, all that stuff would be a whole lot easier to take if it was just a boyfriend, girlfriend that you could just dismiss after six months, you know. But but that goes for husbands and wives. You know, the hardest part of being married is sharing everything about your life with somebody who is not your, you. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a matter of making you plus another person and turning that into this new thing called marriage. Is marriage natural, Rob? Is it natural for a man to just be with one woman? We create about, what, six billion sperm a day? <laughs> and we got to be with one woman for the rest of our life? Is that natural? You think God meant for it to be that way, or is this something the chick didn't talk to said to way back in the day? All right, you know what? <laughs> you, you just, you're mixing two things together. You said is marriage natural, but then you start talking about sperm and all that, which is sex. And those are two different things. Okay, but they have a lot to do with each other when it comes to oh, marriage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I would, I would assume that that's the, <laughs> the hardest part about being married because you got to go to work every day. You're seeing girls winking at you. You know what? From my point of view, the hardest part of being married is not the sex, or you know, or the sex with one person, because there's a whole lot of other stuff that's involved with being married. That have nothing to do with sex, but 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 just to answer your first question, uh, no, 
I, I don't. I actually don't think marriage is natural. Really? Not really? I, I've been married for 17 years. Really, Rob? Really? That's interesting because you are one of the most stable black men that I know. You have one of the best families that I know. I mean, we could. I was talking about Bill Cosby a minute ago. We could like give you his show. I mean, you're a really good dad and a husband, and you don't think it's natural. All right, T.S., since you got the mic, I'm going to ask you. What, what well, hey, hold, hold on, hold on. He's trying, he's trying to go. Let me, let, me, let me explain what I'm trying to say first because I put, I put it out there that, okay, look, I have a stable, very successful marriage of 17 years, two kids, and part of the reason why is because it's not natural. Marriage is a manufactured institution, and it's something that I got to work at. You know, um, go, let me give you an example. Going to school from kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade, that's, there's nothing natural about that. Nothing. But there are ways that people make it work. I found a way to make it work. I found a way to be an A student. I found a way to work the system. I found a way to make that institution of education something profitable for me, something that works for me. You know what I mean? And um, but there's nothing natural about sitting in a classroom facing forward for six hours a day from fifth grade. I mean, five years old all the way up to 17 years old. There's nothing natural about it. But we find a way to make it work. Okay, let me ask you this. What are some of the mistakes we make as husbands? I'm I'm not married anymore. Listen, I'm, I'm maybe I'm not the right person. I was married once, and that only lasted one year, a year and a half. So I'm I'm probably so not the. <laughs> I'm not actually. Um, uh, believe it or not, everyone just assumes that. Everyone always, I guess, they just look at me and look at my personality and assume T. Hare was the one that made the mistake. Actually, uh, <laughs> um, it wasn't me that screwed up. But uh, I think uh, I think she knows that. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. You're talking about somebody specific. <laughs> Look, man, um, say say the question again, Jamal, because I got I got wrapped up in Tia's story. <laughs> what are some What are some mistakes? And we do make mistakes, just like women. What are some mistakes that we make as husbands? Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes as husbands is we we try and take charge before we learn how to lead. You know what I mean? We we're the man, and so we're going to try and let everybody know we're the man. You know, my, my, my decision is final. Before we actually learn how to lead, you know, you, it's, like, it's like putting somebody in charge before they learn what it means to be a leader. You know what I mean? You know, we, we unfortunately have that right now in our presidency. <laughs> but we have, you know, we have people who are sometimes in charge. They're put into positions of leadership before they actually learn what leadership means, you know. And the biggest problem I think that men have in marriages is they try and take too much control. They try and be in charge too soon before they realize that being a leader actually means sacrifice and service. Are we as men trying to do too much and take control or or? we as black men paired with a woman who really doesn't allow the black man to take control as he should. 
is it is it is it is it is it is it a failure on our part a failure on both parts or maybe we can throw a little guilt around here um where's the what about women didn't do you because i know there's a lot of brothers that would that would that would say hey you know i'm with this asian woman or this white woman because i'm tired of the arguments i'm tired of every time i say something i gotta argue with the black woman well i got i got i got four half brothers and one brother and one of my brothers married a Japanese woman, got divorced, married another Japanese woman and got divorced. And people argue all the time, no matter what race you're in. You know, you could be married to a black woman. You could be married to a Japanese woman. You can marry married to a white woman, a Hispanic woman. Arguments are going to happen because it's a part of marriage. You know what I mean? All, all of those things are not specific to just us you know a lot of the a lot of the issues that uh people argue about they're going to carry those issues with them from relationship to relationship to relate my i have a brother who he was involved with a, a black woman at one time a filipino woman at one time a japanese woman at one time and you know what he had the same argument with each one hmm. because he is the same exact person hmm. <laughs> you get what i'm saying yeah but historically you well you just said that we're supposed to be the provider protector and the presider of our families right right you know so we're supposed to provide protect and maintain our women and our families and we're we're a people that's coming from a history of where the black man was unable to do that we were unable to provide, protect, and maintain our families, and we know slavery was the reason, and no need to go into the details of slavery. But um, what makes you think that coming out of slavery where the, the black woman looks up to her man to be the provider, but yet she's being raped by a master, uh, and, the, and he's supposed to be the protector and the maintainer, but... Even historically, um, we haven't built an, um, an economic uh, structure for our families to strive in, and that's our job as men. So, so you know, I, I think there's a lot of factors that, that play into to all of this. Okay. Speak on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, what you're doing is you're going from general to specific, general to specific. As a people, the structures are not always there like you said you're right we're surviving from uh 400 plus years of being on this continent wrapped up in indentured servitude i'm with you but when you talk about the specifics i am me robert dalen brown i am a protector and a provider and a presider for my small family that i'm leading you see what i'm saying so you're right in general we have some structures that need to be solidified, but in specific, what can we do specifically, individually? Oh, I, I could tell you there's some things I'm damn sure able to do individually in my life to protect, provide, and preside. Okay, now, um, the interesting thing about having you two here on the show is, um, and we're about to go into the role of being fathers, is that you two bring two different perspectives of being a father because Rob, you got sons, and Tierra, you have a daughter. So starting with you, Rob, um, what is the role of a father when it comes to raising boys, and what are the challenges of raising sons? Hmm. Um. Well, I, I I think regardless of whether it's a a son or a daughter, a father is going to be that child's 
first example of what a man looks like. And 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 that's important for sons because the sons are going to emulate that father. You know, the it's important for fathers to be the man. You know what I mean? They need to learn not not just how to be a man, but they got to be the man. You know what I mean? They have to exemplify what it means to be a stable man for their sons because they're teaching those sons by example as a as a father of sons i have to understand that i'm not raising boys i'm raising future men who are going to be future fathers you know what i mean and so i have to do whatever i can to set that example for those boys you know Okay, Tierra, give us a perspective of some of the challenges with uh, being a father to a daughter and raising a daughter. Well, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, I don't have a son, but I'm just assuming it's a whole lot harder to raise a daughter. Um, you gotta, they're they're girls, man. You just gotta you gotta worry about them more. You gotta uh, be more protective, and they're more sensitive. You gotta watch what you say and what you do around girls. They watch you. They're um, um, I don't know. It's 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 hard to sit. You know, I I can say this. I'm very proud of my daughter. My daughter is 11 years old. She's almost 12. She's um, she excels. She's in the honors program. She makes straight A's. She's going to Washington D.C. and New York City on an academic trip at 11 years old this April. I, I've never even been to New York City. I've always wanted to go there, and now she's going at at, at 11. She's got a great temperament, great personality. I, I actually think I, I, I feel like I was blessed when it came to my daughter. So it was almost like I won the daughter lottery. I'm just, I just really got a really good daughter. And so, you know, asking me, I don't but know. You, but it, you got to understand, she's got a really good father in you because you got to own up to the, the, the good stuff that you just mentioned about your daughter comes from you. Right. Well, you know what? I'll just be honest with you, man. I'm just going to keep it real. I know so many people. One of my best friends in this world, he passed years ago, named Jay Sean. Uh, I remember he started collecting babies when we were in high school. And uh, Jay, Jay was a player for real. That sounds strange. <laughs> yeah, he started having, he started getting baby mamas and we were in high school. And uh, he kept on going for a little while. And, um, you know, one of my criticisms, he's my best friend. I love him to death, but uh, he only really took care of the kids whose baby mama he got along with. And uh, and, and and that's sad. And uh, one thing, one problem that I think we have is we don't um, we don't criticize each other enough. We don't criticize the deadbeat dad enough. And uh, I look at these people that are deadbeat dads that don't take care of their children and i wonder how they pull that off there's no way in the world i ever could have just left my daughter and just went on about my business well, after i having a kid no you way know, you know what um my father was one of those deadbeat dads and he got criticized so much that he just said all right screw it and then took off even more i mean left the state we criticize deadbeat dads a lot. What we don't do is we don't educate deadbeat dads. That's the difference. You don't you don't want to over criticize them to the point where then they just start believing in it. You know what? Because if you if you continue to criticize deadbeat dads, you're pretty much telling them, look, I'm telling you how you are. You're awful. You're deadbeat dad. I'm giving you the label deadbeat dad. You got to believe me. If you don't believe me, then now you're a deadbeat dad and a liar. 
and then they go take off. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's okay. a, exactly what happened to my father. Okay, so let's get into some of the uh, common mistakes that uh, parents make with uh, raising children because you see it all the time. You see um, parents out here, and you hear, have a con- listen to a conversation that they're having, and it, it almost, if you didn't, couldn't tell that that was parent and mother daughter or father son it it a lot of a lot of times it seemed like it's two friends mm-hmm. talking right. as opposed to you know the the parent and the child so what are some, right, what right. are some common mistakes that uh that parents make when raising their children um a- actually you know what uh, i i like the way that my wife and i did it because we we knew that before we had kids we had to be real with each other we had to figure out whether we were going to last first and i think that that's one of the biggest mistakes is people become parents too quickly before they realize what it means to be a couple you know what i mean um because i, I think kids need st- stability in the household Kid, kids need a stable household kids need their mom and they need their dad but if the mom and dad are not really there or maybe they're separated but they're not quite on the same page then the kids pick up on that you get what i'm saying those kids need to see stability it, and stability doesn't always have to mean the mother and father are married they just have to be on the same page with raising these kids you know you get what i'm saying i know what you mean by stability and, I, and he was asking me about having a daughter now i could actually answer that question because there's Stability is something that I wanted to give her. Um, my ex-wife has, um, since we split up, she's been with quite a few different men that I've, you know, that I've seen, you know, her with, and she's dated a bunch of guys over the years. And I knew my daughter was seeing that. Mm. I didn't want my daughter to, when she comes with me, to see me, you know, Hanging with a different woman. Yeah. yeah, with a different woman every week, every year, or whatever. And uh, you know, I could say that you know, I, 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 I my woman's, my, my, my daughter hasn't seen me with a whole bunch of different women. If, 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 if there was ever, uh, I wouldn't want her to see that. Even if I, if I was out there playing and had a whole bunch of different women uh, in, a, in my big black book, in my little black book, then I, I still wouldn't bring them around her because right. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to raise a queen. Right. Um, that's why I named her Empress, right. so that she would always be reminded that she's a queen and she should carry herself in that way. So I made a conscious effort to make sure that she saw what she needs to be seeing when she comes to spend time with daddy. Hmm. Um, and I'm very conscious of, uh, he was asking for specifics. Like, I'm very conscious of what my daughter can, um, what she brings in. Um, and, I, and that means television-wise. Um See, I need to do a better job of that. Yeah. That. In, in fact, I, I like the way you said what you just said, answering Jamal's. Jamal, you asked what is the biggest mistake What's that, yours? That, that, that people make when they're trying to raise kids. The biggest mistake is they don't do it consciously. A lot of people live their life on autopilot. They have kids and they just go about their day without consciously thinking what they're doing to their kids. Tierre is a little bit better at this than I am. You know, he's very, very, very conscious of the fact that he is raising a, another human being. And so he's consciously making sure she's 
seeing the right images, listening to the right messages, right? Right, right. And and, and that's hard, to be honest with you. It's right. really hard. But you're doing it You're doing right. it wide awake. Right, because the kids ask you anyway. They ask you, can I watch this or can I, I want to do this and or, right. you know, and, 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 and I listen to a lot of old school. I mean, my daughter's growing up off of Nina Simone, okay? Now, there's not too many 11-year-olds in 2016 growing up off of Nina Simone. But that's because I can't let her listen to, to hip-hop. I mean, I don't want her listening to Beyonce, sitting there making songs about drinking sperm and writing surfboards. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Just, just thinking about that song just makes me mad because I'm trying to parent a daughter. I gotta, I'm trying to raise a queen. And, a, and you know, Beyonce is somebody who every little girl wants to look up and looks up to because she's so pretty and she's a superstar. And so you have this audience of every little girl looking up to you. And you're going to put a song out there like that? Now, I know she said some more positive songs for girls. But, uh, you know, it's so much garbage out there. It's like the radio. The radio is out there to make the next generation of niggas and if you let your your son or daughter grow up listening to that crap that's on the radio and 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 what rap music has devolved into you might just have the next generation of niggas well, in your house that that's and and that goes back to jamal's first question about the role of the father protect provide preside mm -hmm. you as a father have to protect against the messages on the radio you as a father have to protect against those TV shows or those movies that you know are filling your daughter's head with crap. You know, protect doesn't mean you know we have to go out and fight the saber-toothed tiger anymore. We don't have to hunt for our food anymore. Now protect looks different in 2016, 2017. Protect looks different. Protect means you know what? I'm sorry, daughter, you don't get that Beyonce album. Right. <laughs> Right. Now that that's and what protect looks like. To take the heat and that that's what protect looks like. Does that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, even the best fathers make mistakes and have flaws. So um, uh, either one of you can can take off this topic. This uh, next question first. How can we as men improve as fathers? Because there's always something that you can work on to improve our whether it's the relationship with your daughter or son. What? Are some things that we as men can do to improve our role, or improve being better fathers? Let me let me take the moment to maybe plug Rob's book. Uh, one thing you could do is we got somebody right here who wrote a book on how to uh, parent um, uh, a child into um, growing up into a king. So Rob, I'm just gonna let you just take that whole. Uh, you wrote the book on it. You just take that whole question yourself. <laughs> um, well, the book I wrote is specifically about manhood and how to go from boyhood to manhood and the book is called Joker the King I am actually working on another book that should be done in 2017 that's specifically for parents though but um, this book here Joker the King does have information on relationships you know how to be the father that your kids need how to be the husband that your wife needs you know um one of the things in the in the book, for example, on how to be the father that your kids need, fathers need to learn how to keep growing themselves. You know what I mean? Because the one thing that you need to do is not only set that example of what a man looks like, but set that example of what continuous learning looks like, lifelong learning looks like. We need to improve ourselves. We want our kids to keep improving themselves. But yet, what, we're going to stop learning? <laughs> we're going to stop reading books? We're going to stop 
um, all that type of thing. We we really need as fathers, as husbands, as men, we need to keep realizing that there's always more for us to learn. Does that make sense? You know, real quick, uh, before we, I know we're gonna probably got a commercial coming up, but uh, you know, Rob, you said something. I hope you remember it, but you once said something to me years ago, and it's so funny now that we're talking about this on the radio. But uh, I think you were telling me that uh, when it comes to fighting, you have never been into a a a, a, a fight like uh, like a, a all out brawl before. Right. And uh, I remember you telling me something about what was it that you said about what makes a man and and the difference between a man and a boy. You remember what you told me that day? Well, two things. One, I, you're right. I'm 44 years old. Never been in a fight. Never had to. Uh, the closest. But I, you ain't a punk either. I just, how do you, I, I, I love the way you balance that in life. Like I, 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 when you told me that, I was actually shocked because you, you, you ain't no pushover. But well, see, here, here's the difference between a guy and a man when it comes to fighting. You know, guys, they like they will escalate and they will try and solve that problem. With the fists, men de-escalate issues. Men learn how to de-escalate. I can understand getting into a fight when you're in middle school or maybe even high school, college, maybe. But I'm 44 years old. If I get into a fight now, even even if I win the fight, now that person is coming after my house. That person is coming after um, my property. That person is now suing me for assault. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a. We, I'm in California, yeah. the most litigious state in right. the country. Right, right. You know, part of me protecting my family means making sure that they're taken care of and not being on the end of a lawsuit because I got into a fight at the bar over some spilled drink. You right. get what I'm saying? Not everyone has that. Um, not everyone has that consciousness. Sometimes I wonder. We always talk about the lack of fathers in the neighborhood or lack of fathers in the community. Um, some of these kids, to me, I, I just wonder if they better off without their fathers. You know, uh, we always say, oh, the dad needs to be around, the father needs to be around. But what if the father is just as ignorant and, you know, um, just as ignorant as the child that he that he that he's raising uh, or if he's a baby boy himself? Is it better to have a bad example or no, 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 no dad around? All right. You know what? <laughs> That's a long conversation, which means we're about to take a break right now so we can have people call in. Um, call in and answer that question. There we, you go. Is it better to have a bad dad or no dad at all? For folks who want to call in, the phone number is toll-free, 844-978-8346. Studio that, W. That's 844-978-8346. We'll take a really quick break. Play a, a little bit of music. When we come back from this break, we're going to come back to this question that Tia just asked. Call in. Yeah, call, call in. Don't, you know, don't be afraid to call in. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. This is Groove Talk Radio on Studio W, The Buzz. Uh, we have been talking about fathers and what it means to be a good father. And we ended on an on a interesting question right before the break. 
uh, Tierra was talking about the whether it's a good thing to have a father in your life, even if it's a bad father, or should you not have that father at all? Yeah, the reason why I proposed that is because you, you I, mean, I mean, we've seen it. Um, Jamal, you from South Central, uh, you've probably seen or know of people where their fathers and their uncles were gangbangers. You know, if, 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 if your father has the mentality to join a crip organization, like like I said before, uh, basically um, the black version of the Ku Klux Klan, then, you know, anyone like that mentality isn't in the right place. And now they're trying to raise a man or or daughter. And and in my opinion, you're ignorant yourself. So how are you going to you're going to you're not going to do anything but put out a piss poor product. And And I actually think they should start throwing these parents in jail for putting out piss poor product. When your child gets arrested for um, for uh, stealing cars or he's 30 days truant or something, if you got to do a night in jail because of your bad kid, then maybe you'll start being a better parent. <laughs> I think a lot of these children are actually better off without their fathers. It's sad to say, but uh, huh. but uh, I, I just don't want the nigga mentality passed on from generation to generation. And uh, in a lot of cases, we're like, yeah, be a good dad, be a good dad. And you can't even pull your pants up. Hmm. You know, I you mean, what kind of an example, you know, is a, is a good father always necessary? Because I was raised without a dad, and I think I turned out all right. No, I had no, a no. Good I think mom. you you have a good you have a good point. Um, it was better for my father to not be in the house with us. You know, my my mother and father they split up probably right before I started kindergarten. You know, they went their separate ways, and it was a good thing. Because if he was in the house, it wouldn't it, w- it wouldn't have been good for for me and my brother, you know, being boys trying to look at what it means to be a man from him. It, it wouldn't have been a good idea. But don't get me wrong, there had to be a good father figure substitute. You know, I had my grandfather. You know, when my when my mother got remarried, she married the exact opposite kind of a person than my father. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that um, even if, if like Tia said, he said, will it be a good thing for that father not to be in the picture? I think it is important that a whatever parent is missing, I think it's important that that role be filled by another person of that sex. So if, let's say that the father's missing. That child is still going to need a positive male figure in their life. Hmm. because if it's not, that's going to be how that person views that sex. Can, and, you imagine, and can you imagine raising Empress by yourself and her not having any positive females? Oh, she'd be a mess. She would and, be a mess. And, here's, <laughs> and, here, and here's, here's why I say that, because I see, this is this is what I see every week with my job. I see this every week. I see kids, teenagers, that that goes that goes uh, to those that don't know I'm a probation officer, but I, and this goes to us this topic of us talking about the lack of fam- of fathers in households, and this is a huge problem in minority families with blacks and Hispanics, and I see this every week, and a lot of the uh, factors that lead to this is in a lot of minority families you have the um, several reasons as to why fathers are either are either one of the parents are not involved. You got uh you got drugs that play a part into it. You got um uh mother the mother and father 
um, because their relationship is poor, they wanted the parents back out and, and abandon their, uh, their responsibilities to the kids because they don't get along with the other parent as opposed to focusing that, that they still have kids together. You got, um, one of the, one or both parents are in prison. You got, um, uh, one or both parents are heavily involved in gangs. And uh, in some of these cases, it may be best for that child that, their father is not or their mother is not into it but somebody some figure has to replace that because you have um fathers that would you know because they say they're on drugs or they're involved in a gang or some other negative activity or something that they will push that onto their kids and their kids or even if they didn't their kids because that's my dad that's what i see that's what i want to be so I, I'm not, I don't want to press that it's not good to not have your father, but in some instances they need that replaced with a positive figure. Well, let me ask you another another question because you're you're the perfect person for this because you do uh, see a lot of uh, juveniles, uh, you know, in the detention centers and 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 all of that. What if what if you're one of the children that come from one of those situations where? For example, you had a gang banging father and uncle, and you just didn't. You 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 know you got a bad bad role model. You know you got a bad dad. I mean, and and sometimes I mean I'm pretty sure by the time children become teenagers, they know when they got a bad parent in place. And I think I heard you both say that you have to replace that bad parent with some type of positive role model. Where do these kids look? to find a good positive role model to replace a parent such an important job well first thing is go to uh, groove5groove.org mm-hmm. <laughs> that's find, actually a good answer go to g5g.org and you will find some positive role models from California to North Carolina and all spots in between that's true uh, based on my experience from what I see and as I say, I see this on a weekly basis usually one of two things happen either a, they accept and adopt that lifestyle, or two, they have it affects their relationship with that sex. For example, if a if a father abused this kid, I'll notice when they get to our facilities that they treat the males the same way as their father. Because when they see us, they don't see a different person. They see a male. And their relationship or their mind process is that this is how men treated me. So that's how I'm going to react to you. Or the same with a, with, a, with, a, with a female. If they were, if their mother was on drugs or, you know, left them uh, unsupervised or didn't feed them or didn't take care of them, no we would notice that they didn't have no respect for women. At all, they would they would uh, be respectful towards the males, the male staff. But when it came to the women, they were just disrespectful for no reason because that's how they saw them. So that's why I say that you know, even if um, one of those parents were out of the picture, I think it's important that somebody that with a positive, that's a positive uh, role model for them, replace that because that's still going to affect how they see, you know, men or women. I think um, I, I read a book when I, when, I, when my uh, wife was pregnant. I read books on parenting and 
and all of that. And one of the most important things I learned is that they said that you should always uh, encourage and never criticize or encourage as much as you can and keep the criticism to to the minimum which is uh, something that I always have to, you said you have to be conscious. That's something I always try to be conscious of because my mom was very critical. And uh, you you have a tendency to raise your children the way that that you were raised. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just, you know what, I just can't, I just can't say it enough. This is such an important topic because I seriously think, you you guys know me, if you, if you listen in every week, um, I care about uh, uh, getting my people uh, over that, over that, um, that mountaintop that Martin Luther King uh, um, spoke about, I, th- I, I seriously believe that we have to get our parenting right for the next generation. If you agree with me, or if you want to call in and uh, speak on um, speak on this subject, uh, this is Studio W, uh, the Buzz. You can call in at eight four four nine seven eight eight three four six we would love to hear anybody's opinion we would love to hear a female opinion we're talking about the importance of uh of uh the fathers in the, in the household uh uh ladies uh how do you feel because you're the ones that's dealing with us and you're normally the ones that are stuck with the babies when specimen a takes off <laughs> okay and we'll just specimen a <laughs> yeah yeah you know um i'm going to tell you i have a uh i talked about my father a little bit and I told you how he, he he wasn't the best father. He wasn't the best person to uh, give birth to two boys. Well, actually, he gave birth to six boys. Mm. <laughs> you know, but... You gave know, birth? Or I'm sorry. He fathered six boys. <laughs> Somebody's going to call in for you, man. <laughs> six boys. Um, and, and it's a strange thing because you have, the, you have the, the, the one person who is a poor example of what it means to be a strong man have six future men you get what i mean he um got he and my mother met in high school she got pregnant in her second year second semester of senior year and then um had to figure out how to be parents right away now since then now that i'm an adult me and my father we 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 reconnected you know what i mean and he sees a lot of the things that he wishes that he could have done differently knowing he can't take credit for all the good stuff that happened but you know he's in his mid 60s and he still is learning what it means to be a good father you know what i mean and i think that um you know a lot of times that when when a father is is not involved in a family or in a child's life i think a lot of times people focus on the negative of that and there there actually is a a positive to it 